What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony, Michelle, and Mike. And we are discussing Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And before we get started, I'm going to apologize if I sound weird. I'm dealing with a sore throat and some runny sinuses, so... I'm not feeling great, but I wanted to talk about this uh, movie before too much time passed. So let's get to it. First thoughts about the film, because I've been hearing like <laughs> mixed reviews from everywhere. I think this is probably one of the most divisive Marvel films in its his- in MCU history. Like there are certain fi- there are other films where people are, people are like really like it and really don't like it but nothing like this like there are there's such a steep divide between people who said this is one of the best things that they've ever seen to this is the absolute worst marvel movie they've ever put out but then then they're like people like myself who just i'm like okay then i usually think about ant-man movies like in the middle of the mcu and this is I thought this would be different, but it's basically no different. It's kind of a mid-tier Marvel movie to me. It just as the other Ant-Man movie have, movies have been, there were really good moments of it. There were moments I could have really done without. I mean, the last end credit scene, like I was, I was literally that shit got me. I was like, oh fuck. And I think Michelle, Michelle was like, the fuck's wrong with you? I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah that, there were some people in my crazy. screening. Uh, the the lady who was sitting next to me, and I guess her partner, her boyfriend, husband, whatever. When that finished, she was like, "Who is that?" And all I could think in my head was, "See, Anthony, this is what I told you. People are gonna have to watch the Disney Plus show." And and, 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 and exactly. that's true too because exactly we went with my mother and my daughter, and they both watched and care like um. Like what's what's going on? I'm like, well, you know, y'all didn't watch the Disney Plus show, so I, I, yeah, so, I, I can't so get into it. What I told Michelle that night was, yeah, it looks like Marvel has decided to make it where people are gonna have to watch shows now. Like I was thinking that they weren't they weren't gonna do that. They weren't doing it, but now, but now they have they've decided to go all in on this disney plus show thing yeah. so can i have but my, why would they I do that i though? told you so moment because i said this no no show. because you know because they had just started they they just made it now but where I you have to but before all the way no the before what was gonna happen i was like cause okay that's not what you said it. you said that's not you didn't say that's what was gonna happen you were saying that's what they had to do and at the time. that's what they need to do because it wouldn't because it otherwise it didn't make sense for them to have it, otherwise, it would have been just like DCEU, where you have the shows doing one thing, you have the movies doing another, mm-hmm. and you have the comics doing another, and it doesn't make sense. Even for DC, it doesn't make sense. That's why James Gunn is about to revamp the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just- That's why in DC, they have a goody-goody Flash and a very bad and, and, a, and another Flash that is probably going to ruin that movie. But it's like, why wouldn't they do this? Why wouldn't they like incorporate... This good business is good business sense. To I feel like y'all are still them. misunderstanding what I'm saying. Um, at the time they were they were not doing it, and you're like people are gonna have to watch. No, the way this movies were coming out, you did not have to watch the shows, but now they're making it clear with the Loki thing. Okay, well now you're gonna ha- y'all are gonna have to watch shows now. I'm I'm not saying. It wasn't going to happen. I'm just saying at the time you didn't have to. No, I and think I at, just the, didn't I think think at they, the time you said it wasn't going to happen. 
I, I was yes, I was saying it wasn't gonna happen, <laughs> and now I'm saying it looks like they decided to do that. we were saying that if they were go, if it was going to be a thing, they would have been done it, but they hadn't done it yet. But they're doing it. They now. did it with Multiverse of Madness. Not really. Because you, you didn't need to no, watch the show. Watch you didn't have to watch WandaVision to know what was you going didn't. on. Mm. You no. didn't. You didn't. You didn't. No, I, I know people. They told you exactly what her problem was in the See, movie. this is this is exactly the argument that we had when we were, we were reviewing yeah. WandaVision right. Multiverse of Madness. And this is a person who agrees with y'all, and she said that no, people didn't have to watch. No, all the, the show movies. To watch all... WandaVision to see, you know, to understand what's going on in one, in, um, Right, because I have people that I talk to are Marvel fans. They don't watch. They don't have Disney Plus. So up until this point, they were good with all the movies and knowing what was going on. But this movie here, you actually have to know what is going on with the multiverse, knowing what's going on with Loki. You have no choice. Hmm. However, business side, yeah, we have to do this because we have to get our subscribers up. That's the issue. So we need to make everything connected. We need you to pay for Disney Plus. And we I don't care if you watch it or not, but you need to pay for Disney Plus. And if you don't watch it, you watch Ant-Man. That makes you go home and then start watching episodes of Loki. And that's the whole point. And so which, is which being, being pressed for time, trying to keep the movies at two hours, they're not going to want to waste time on trying to explain because he, at least with the multiverse of madness, it didn't take much to explain what was going on with Wanda. She was a central character in the movie. Mm-hmm. But so, which 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 movie did Wanda have kids in? Oh wait, that was the TV show. No, oh, no, no. okay. So in the show, she tells you she had children, children. and they took them away. Right. She but which tell, movie they was tell you that? And now she's looking for her kids. So they explain it to you without you having to watch the whole show. Now, if a white vision pops up and you're like, "What the hell is this?" Then they're gonna and, yeah. and they have to. They gonna have, yeah, you're gonna have to go you're see one watch the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that. we can agree to disagree with that because because I, I still feel like like I no, you, what you're saying about multiverse of madness, but I feel like that was the Cliff Notes version. And for someone who wants the information, the Cliff Notes ver- like if I had not watched WandaVision and I went to go watch Multiverse of Madness. I want the background story, but I mean that's just me. But that's, yeah, that, you're talking about tiers of viewers. Yeah. There's your viewers who want to know everything, and the viewers who just want to watch the movie. And the majority of the people who watch these movies just want to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the you. fans like you and I, we're the minority. We're a growing minority, though. Growing we're just, minority. It's we are, but still I'm, I, there is still a large group of people who. They are okay with the movie. What the movie gives you, they're not watching extra things when they go home. They're not watching these shows. They're like straight. What? They're not even getting the little hints that Marvel put out in every movie that made them all connect. Yeah. Like there are some people don't still don't understand that you never hand Tony Stark anything, and that started with movie one. Someone always has to get it out of his hand and hand it to him. Mm-hmm. You don't directly hand. It. They don't know that. They don't know that. Uh, they don't know why Thor is called Point Break. They don't. They they don't know that. But it's okay. But they enjoy the movies like we enjoy yeah. it. But yeah. not not the depth and complexity. Why well, I'm talking like I'm in class. Not the depth and complexity that we enjoy it with. Yeah. However, this movie you gonna have to like dig deep, because if not, you are gonna get lost. Yeah. You gonna get left. 
Yeah, like you, you would have needed to have seen the first Ant Man movie, and you would have needed to see Loki to mm. know kind of what the heck this it's is. Not all necessarily about. first Ant Man movie. You don't. Well, the Darren well, thing. But they showed you Darren. They gave you a, a quick flash <laughs> of Darren, and she said yeah. the bee that tried to kill me in my bedroom. I mean, yeah. you got that, and they showed yeah. Darren. But I mean, you de- you definitely have to watch the at least watch the final episode of Loki because I mean that yeah, that's the one so. where he who remains explains the whole mm-hmm. Kang mm-hmm. thing. You can you will get lost if you don't understand that. That's mm-hmm. one of the basic things he basically summarized why there's so many Kangs, what happened, and why the multiverse is the way it is. And it's like you have to watch that. Or, and watch Spider-Man too, because it was introduced and talked about that in Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you if you've seen Spider-Man No Way Home, then you kind of get what's going on. You get the like multiverse. You, you get yeah. the in this movie? No. Well, and if you watch Doctor Strange, you know about like... incursions. And yeah, you, and do. you know mm-hmm. about the multiverse in that uh-huh. movie too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So between those two movies, you, you kinda, get the multiverse. You get the multiverse part. part of it. The Kang part you would get in the last episode of Loki. Yeah, which brings me to my first impressions of this mm-hmm. movie. Okay, <laughs> uh, it was man, like you know, I was like, eh. I'm like Mike. It had some good parts. Mm-hmm. Okay, it had a couple of good parts. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of wasted opportunity. I thought. I think they left a lot of things on the table they could have explored. Okay. Um, you know, I just I don't know, and then. It felt I felt like I was given a plot hole in 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 this movie too, which explain. Which, I'm not yeah, gonna explain. explain. Yeah, gonna explain. explain. But, explain. Well, actually, it's not really a plot hole. After well, last night we watched the last episode of Loki, so mm-hmm. it kind of cleared it up for me oh, because okay. um, if if it, it, there's just something about he who remains being the last one but then he explained it last night because he was like yeah i'm the last one i basically wiped everybody out and got rid of all the timelines and made this one timeline mm-hmm. then i'm like well then why does this have all the other ones when i remember he's at the end of time outside of time and even when she kills him he's like i guess i'll see you again because he knows that he's going to come back mm-hmm. and we the have same to do thing it all he said over to loki and yeah. sylvie yeah. It's, it's gonna come it's it's gonna happen all over again. Yeah. Um so I guess it really wasn't a plot hole, but I just don't like time. I, I really don't. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> don't know. like time travel. Like, I mean I, I don't like I just don't like know. people messing with time traveling. And, and just, we we know. We know. I don't think we, we got that. We know. Um Oh, um, and I just wanna say that Jonathan Majors and and um Michelle Pfeiffer made the movie yeah i liked like yes. they were they made the movie mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the two of them the movie would have would have really been bad and the thing about amen movies they're heist movies and this wasn't really a, a heist movie and it's more of a ransom movie yeah it, yeah it, yeah. it, it kind of bothered me. It was, it's like a fetch quest it wasn't a heist movie and okay. that kind of bothered me too okay. Well, my opinion of the movie is that it was the best MCU movie. Like, this is in my top three right here. Really? I truly enjoyed it. No, I'm just kidding. I was just about um, to say. I'm about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> the way you were looking at him, I was like. 
Where's the Michelle Edwards? He was looking at you like I'm expecting him to be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" At any moment. (laughs) That's what that's what I was thinking. I was like, "Okay, I can understand if it's a good movie, but like top three, like okay, I was really it on what you was about to say." Well, that is I'm with Mike, and that is what I'm hearing, and no one can quite explain it to me that they thought it was the top three Marvel movie. However, it's not even in my top ten. Mm-mm. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can go along with that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think I think for me it, it falls into that category too. Um and I think I, I'm gonna be honest. Um Modoc kind of ruined the film for me. I Modoc was like, horrible. Modoc I felt like was he terrible. was in there way too much, didn't really serve a purpose, and it was just it was irritating. And and it just kind of every time he appeared on the screen, it just kind of took me out of the story. And um yeah, it just it it bothered me because like when he first showed up. I was like, oh, okay, well, let me see what this, what the big deal is about. Because, again, the show that came out, what, last year, two years ago, I didn't, I didn't watch it because it wasn't a character that I was even remotely interested in, even, you know, in the same way, like, oh, a Moon Knight series? Oh, what is this about? Let me go check it out. Modoc, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then when he, when they revealed who it was, it was funny at first. And I just thought it was just going to be a, a a little throwaway thing, but no, he was like such a part of the movie, and it just it it was really awkward, especially towards the end when his character was dying, and it it was it was just awkward. It was really awkward. Mm-hmm. Took me out of the film. Um, the other it was like thing- when fan service when fan service goes bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hated yes. I hated it when they talked to him. It's like when they were talking, you hear the music in the background, and all of a sudden it stopped. They'd be like, "Wait a minute!" And I'm like, "You gotta do that every time." Like, and yeah. and I just and because of the fact that again, here we go with the MCU retconning and changing character origins. It's like that's not who Modok is in the comic books. It's mm-hmm. like it's a different. It's a he has a different origin story. And I didn't really like that character in the first Ant Man movie, and I really didn't like him in this movie. Yeah. It's like I, his face was weird, and I'm like, and it it disturbed me. I still see that when I close my eyes, I still see it, and it scares me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't do that shit. I would like, have completely was- preferred if they just left the dinner thing out of it, just mm-hmm. like. Yeah, just left left it the way it was when he came, and just not show the that it was Darren, and just not done that. I would have preferred that much more. Yeah, definitely would have would have done without seeing his butt cheeks when they were <laughs> suiting him up. Like, yeah, like, bruh, that's yeah, unnecessary. So that that part of it was probably the biggest turnoff for me. Like, why is this here? Um, I think the only other thing about this is. There was so much hype about Jonathan Majors coming in as Kang and and being like when we hear Kang or when we've talked about Kang, Kang is supposed to be like the baddest motherfucker in the universe. And I feel like in this film, he wasn't quite that, but I think it was it wasn't that he wasn't a scary character because I get that he's a scary character. I like the way that Jonathan Majors played him, though, because it was like, I don't want to say it's understated, but you can kind of see how Kane can get in there and and 
conquer a whole bunch of stuff because he's charming at first. And that's what mm-hmm. I felt more so for the film. It's like you get the undercurrent that this is a this is a being that you don't want to fuck with. But I don't think you really see it until the end of the film. And I was no. just kind of like, by the end of the film, like you saw what the potential for that was going to be. And then you get the end credit scene. And I was just like, I want more. I want more now. I don't want to have to wait for it. You know, and I think that was that probably I don't want to say it bothered me, but I was expecting. I guess Kang on a more grand scale in this movie because they hyped it up so much to be that way. And it was just kind of like, I feel like they were, it's almost like he was busting to get out, but they were holding him back. Like not yet, not yet, not yet. And I want the not yet part. I mean, but but what what he was in this film, he was magnificent. Like I love him as this character, but I was just kind of sitting in my seat. Like I was waiting for the world to fall apart and I was like maybe that was just premature of me because of course they're just starting phase five they're not going to give us everything there but it's kind of like the way they were hyping it up and you know he's this he's worse than Thanos and stuff and I was like I don't quite see that yet I see where the potential is there and then when you get the congregation of Kings at the end I was like oh this is about to be some fuck what I would have I'm not a writer for Marvel but had I been in the room, I would have said, why are we trying to make who he is a reveal in this movie when we have already set him up as being the next big threat, mm-hmm. right? So they should have started the movie with the introduction with, you didn't have to show the other Kangs, but like show him doing the stuff that he was doing when she touched the ship and saw into his mind. Like they could have had a whole introductory sequence of him just just destroying shit and then and then like then you see him captured you don't know who captured him and they just ban and they exile him mm-hmm. and then they could have the done that time, with all the time that Modoc spent on the screen right and then when she goes to see who crashed land you she and he looks up and you realize oh shit how what's what's going to become of this mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like give us who he is in the beginning instead of holding it until the very end mm-hmm. yeah and, and I, I so i totally agree with you yeah they, they i don't necessarily i think that i got a good idea of how much of a badass he was when he was trying to convince scott to go get his um to get the power sphere when he could just he could literally move his pinky finger and kill them at a moment's notice like the way that they showed the, how he uses his powers was outstandingly mm-hmm. intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, I felt, I felt like it, it showed like like this is what he can do on a minuscule scale. And then when he when he was fighting everybody and disintegrating them with um, power bursts, I was just like, okay, the scale's getting bigger. It's like I was already intimidated. But was that was towards the end, so it was supposed but, to be but, bigger. But by that I'm, point. what I'm saying is. But like by in the middle, in the middle, you still got got more of an idea of it. Like like the on the you saw you do on small scale, you can run your imagination and see what he could do on a bigger scale. Or or starting a movie and like connect it to Tony's vision and have Avengers laying down like dead, and it pans up and you see him and it's not Thanos. Oh, okay. Well, we it's a it's supposed to be a slow burn here because we, this is again the mm-hmm. first kind of 
first movie he's been introduced in. We got to think back about Thanos' first movie he's been introduced in. He was just sitting there like, okay, I guess I'll have to do this myself. Mm-hmm. That that was it. We don't want to show all his cards now. We yeah, that's, spread that's the what cards I'm saying, out. though. It's kind how, of like the way how, that they promoted it, yeah. it was almost like that's what was going to happen. Yeah, and we can't. However, from the two characters that we believe, Michelle Pfeiffer, she was scared. Oh, absolutely. Like that and was Loki going, yeah. at the end was extremely scared. Loki. So we know mm-hmm. that there's a lot more um to this character and even mm-hmm. just the just the look on his face when he was just effing mad when he went down there was just bam, bam, bam. I'm just gonna destroy everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like how ants took him over, but he didn't die because of the ants, but you know, thousand year old ants took him over. However, he was still damaging even when he didn't have the suit and he was beating up Ant Man because Ant Man was gonna die. Okay, so let Yeah, he was whipping Ant Man's ass. Yeah, he was. Let me tell you like the he thing that stuck stood out right? for me in that fight scene. They're sitting there fighting and Ant Man did his best to hold on, which I was like, okay, he's doing as well as a regular, you know, as a regular human could. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's powered by the suit, so when he doesn't have the suit, he's just a regular person. So he was holding his own quite well for that. But the thing that really stood out to me was when Ant Man would hit Kang, it'd just be like when Kang would hit Ant Man, it was like boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I think that for me, yeah, really in a very subtle way showed how powerful Kang was. Because I felt like, oh, he he holding his punches. But it was just the impact and that sound that it made versus Ant-Man hitting him and it just sounding like regular people punching. That to yeah. me probably probably showed Kang's strength and like how much we should fear him. Not saying that I mean, he was one percent one percent body fat. Like he's he was solid muscle. I mean and, like you you always been on a book tour <laughs> eating donuts like, and ho hos. Right. Y'all, all you all you saw was that that one arm and you were just like oh damn like shit. Yeah. And and, oh, yeah. and you, you forget that Kang is a regular human. Like he's a regular human. Without the suit, he is all skill and combat skills and muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the other thing that that really sold me, I think, on Kang's the potential for what he was going to be before we started seeing that show up a little bit more towards the end. Like you said, Michelle Pfeiffer's performance, like the moment she realized. Kang was about to be an issue. Even even before that, when Cassie was messing with the the quantum, what I forgot what y'all know. I'm not receiver person. Signal. Yes. Satellite. The way her face changed mm-hmm. and it got that fear, I was like, oh, she, you know, yeah, she she's aware. Like she knows what this is about to lead into, and I mean, just throughout the whole film. The look on her face, her facial expression, her body expression, like she acted like a person who was scared. And the thing is, she never, herself, she was never physically threatened by Kane. 
she was basing all of this on what she saw when she touched the core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She never had, I, I, like, Ken, Ken seemed like he was really trying to, at that point, I don't even know if he was trying to charm her on purpose. I think Kang, for who he is, he really thought, oh, okay, you know what? She helped me. So now I'm going to help her. I'm going to help her get her time back. And I really think he was sincere about that. And even after she saw what she saw, I don't think he was holding that against her. He was like, okay, look, (laughs) you helped me with this. Yes, I have to go and do all this stuff, but I'll take you back to your home. I'll give you your time back with your family and I won't touch your planet. I think he right. was really sincere about that. Yeah, yeah he was. She he was. kind of turned on him and did what she did. That's when he was like, no, I'm going to burn all this shit down. And I was like, <laughs> see, sometimes with these villains, all you got to do is be nice to them. give the, be, be a friend and make... Nah, I, but I mean... Seriously, the fact that her fear was just based on what she saw and not anything that she actually experienced, I was like, "Yeah, she is selling this shit hard." Yeah, I, I want. I know I, I sound like I'm giving the Marvel writers a hard time, but I give them credit for once again giving us someone's trauma response. <laughs> you know, she she basically was like PTSD. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to talk about what happened. She never said anything, and as soon as you're singing the single down mm-hmm. and her whole demeanor and then even even when they got there she was still you could still see that she was in a trauma response mode like i want to get my family and get out of here mm-hmm. that's all she could think about yep and i give marvel credit they they once again hit us with someone dealing with a traumatic experience mm-hmm. yep um yeah. i feel I think- like i feel like i'm the only one that was like I thought, I thought Michelle Pfeiffer did okay. I, I like, I liked her in the first half, like the first part of it, like leading up to them getting sucked into the quantum realm. I was like, okay, I get it. But it's like there were certain moments after that when she was in the quantum realm where I, th- I just didn't feel like there was just like certain. It's not not the whole thing, just certain moments that really I, I kind of I didn't like. I I could I wasn't really feeling her performance. I'm, and it's like not when like. It's like when when Kang like captured her, I there were like certain moments that I wasn't wasn't feeling wasn't really feeling it, and it's like I don't know I just feel maybe I'm alone in that, but it's like I there were there it was just certain moments like her and there's certain moments with Cassie where I was just like I don't that's like I and it's like I feel weird about it because I I I want to like it I want to be like. Okay, they gave really good performances, but it's like between two, I'm like, I don't. It just didn't do it for me. No, I think, and, um, yeah, and I feel like it's just me, and I'm like, well, I just, you know, maybe on this, maybe on this podcast right now, because I thought she was great. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Good. I, I, I mean, so but I, I'm with you on Cassie, though. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you Ka- know what? I, yeah, I, I like I'm with you with Cassie. I like Catherine Newton okay. I mean, I know her from Supernatural. I didn't really care much for the character she played on Supernatural, so I'm a little biased in that. But I remember when she was her casting was first announced, I was a little confused. I was like, why? Because the girl who played a you know grown Cassie in Endgame, I was Endgame. like, I like her. You know, she kind of 
even in that little brief moment that we saw her, she felt like his Cassie grown up. And I just, I don't know, uh, Cassie in this film, I just, I don't know. I just didn't feel connected to her. I didn't either. And I want to know where she went to school. Cause all, all of a sudden she knows quantum physics and right. shit. Right. I mean, and come on now. I mean, just because you with the scientists don't mean that, you know, that information just gets, you know, absorbed into your brain. I'm just saying she being she built, she built she <laughs> a satellite. She was being homeschooled by who? Cause if you think about it, she, she was talking about when she was working with the thing, she was like, if I, if I had known this, if I had been able to build this while you were gone, I could have went and found you. Um, well, Scott was gone like for Hank five was, years. She like, was still a child. So who was teaching her all of this stuff? Because she it seemed wasn't... like Hank was. Hank was gone Hank too. Hank was gone. Oh, Hank she, was yeah, okay. everyone was gone. She just Hank learned this blipped. when they came back. Oh, well, yeah, Hank was blipped. <laughs> Janet was blipped. Um, and and Wasp was blipped. Yes. What, yeah. what is, what yeah. is her name? I can't... They Janet. were all blipped. Hope. 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 Yes. Hope. So they were all blipped. Yeah. Scott she was in that quantum realm. Maybe maybe it was um Lawrence Fishburne and um, Goliath. Goliath was teaching her, cause no nobody look. Hey, that, that's hey, I got a theory. So no, we did. We never. No. We, we never. We never found out that he was blipped. That did we ever find out that he was blipped? No. So and he has a habit of taking in young women who have lost their way and trying to help them with what they need help with. As has in that ghost. character even been introduced? And that sounds so wrong. In Ant-Man 2, in the second one. Yes. I don't even... Okay. Yeah. Yes, don't Ghost was the whole Ghost was the whole villain in, in Ant-Man oh, 2. Oh, yes. He's yes the one you're right. You're right. You're right. You're and right. it's like he, held, he he tried to help her get, get the cure that would help help stop her from phasing in and out at inopportune times. So I'm he has be, a... I'm going to be had, honest. Some, I kind of forgot a, much of the plot of Ant-Man 2, and I didn't go back too. and rewatch it. Was, it, was quite, it was quite... You know why? Movie. Because Luis was not in Ant-Man 3, which is another point of contention that I have with this movie that I did not get a recap. I did not hear, hear Luis go through all the things, the Merlot tastings and the softball games that he encountered, and to explain everything to me. If he would have been in this movie, everybody would have understood everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have heard that over Modoc. And but, I'm okay I, I, with Darren being in this movie because that will just show what happened to him from the first time he entered. We don't the care. I know we don't care, I, I don't but care. he didn't have I to be this. Like he just I don't, I don't know. He could just been at the bar. I don't we know. We don't care about that character. Like at all. He was a douchebag in the movie. He got what he deserved. I didn't see need to see him again, period. Well, you know the, the rule of sequels in the third movie, the person from the first movie always comes back, so they, they could have figured they, out the they, they hit that trope. See, this brings this brings back my anger with how they did with Taskmaster and Black Widow. It's like you don't recast characters if you don't need to. It's like there's an episode, I mean, because we can keep like, them for later. I just it, and and like like we said, he's kind of pointless. It's just like Bill Murray's character was kind of pointless. They just wanted to have Bill Murray in this movie. That's all it was, because he was in there for a total of five minutes, and he turned on her. They could have gotten anybody to play that part. Yeah. And I'm like, you wasted Bill Murray. You had Bill Murray, of all people, and you gave him this role. And I was well, like... Right. Well, As the I'm, creepy I'm still... ex-lover of, of Janet, I, I really did. I, I, I like that, that was so awkward. I'm like... It is, oh. but I, I liked it, though. I, I just want... It's because I want to continue on this positive thing. The, another positive thing about the movie, um, one of the negative things I heard was that Ant-Man and, and especially the Wasp wasn't really in it a lot. 
like especially um hope but then i was like the title is like a dual title ant-man and the wasp because um hank is also ant-man and he did his thing and janet is the wasp and she did her thing mm -hmm. so it was really like both of them mm -hmm. you know, all of them both Ant-Mans and both wasp i actually like that I, yeah, I liked it too because I feel like even though we knew about Hank from the first film, we really didn't know too much about Janet except for, you know, most of her existence or whatever that we know about her it has been what happened to her in the, in the quantum realm. But I like the fact that they showed us, okay, what she did because when they rescued her, it was just kind of like, okay, she was in the quantum realm for 30 years. And I kind of wondered at that time, I was like, okay, what the hell did she do for 30 years? <laughs> and we kind of get to see that in this. And it was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So she Even was actually- when she attacked, um, when she attacked Kang, she turned into the wasp and hit him and mm -hmm. bounced off. Yeah, mm -hmm. tried to get away. She was and, a badass. And even when, when um, Hank came, and I, I don't remember who said it, but they're like, Ant-Man. <laughs> They call mm -hmm. them Ant-Man because they mm -hmm. all the ants. So I, I like that the title was like a, a dual thing. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, Even though it, it seemed like Michael Douglas wasn't in it like that much, but I mean, but the time he was in it, he was he was he was good. It just seemed like almost seemed like he was kind of a background character too. And it's like, I mean, I get it because it's like he's not as to this story. He's not really as important as the other characters are per se I, except for I don't develop know if i would say that because i mean literally it was his aunts that came and said no but i'm saying i'm saying it's like you know it's like yeah they did but 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 he but he but he wasn't really in it but for like as far as like having lines and being like an active member of of what was going on he really wasn't part but you of know, it He's also almost 80 years old. He's That's 78. So yeah. that might be one of those things where it's like, okay, you know what? We'll keep you, we'll keep him in here. But maybe he was like, okay, you know what? I don't want to do a whole bunch of stuff. Just give me I'm some I'm gonna give you what lines. I can give you. Right. <laughs> give me some simple lines and just let let's close out this character on a happy note or whatever. I mean, they they saved all the action stuff for Scott and Hope, which which was good. Michelle Pfeiffer proved that she still got little skills because I was like, oh, they got her doing fight scenes. I was like, wait, she has fought in movies before. Okay. But yeah, so I, I think it was I think it was good what we did see from him because again, you are reminded that he's Hank Pimp. He can do some shit and it doesn't have to be the fighting stuff. You know, he's old. He's giving the suit to Scott and all this other stuff, but he still knows how to how to do some shit. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I had to flash back to what if. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause uh, who? Okay, yeah. but um, I'm trying to think because, like, like Anthony said, I don't want to focus on the negative stuff because again, it wasn't a lot of negative. Like, I actually enjoyed the movie, and one of the things that I do like about the Ant Man films is that. They are separate, like, you know that he's a part of the Avengers, but if you didn't know that, you could take his movies and you could watch it without all of the other stuff. Like, none of the, you know, yes, some of the Thanos stuff kind of fell into place or, you know, affected the storyline as far as 
Cassie and Scott's, you know, how they relate to each other and just the kind of undercurrent about Cassie's resentment about him not being there and about him now, you know, oh, you saved the world and now what are you doing? You're just doing book tours. You could still be doing stuff. I got that part. I think the other thing for me with that is that um, in the promos for the film, the way that they were kind of making it seem was that Scott was considering helping Kang because, and you know, of course, when, when they do the, the trailers, they always take some of the dialogue and they'll show it un with a scene that has nothing to do with that dialogue. But the promos kind of made it seem like Kang offered Scott, hey, if you help me, I can send it back so that nothing ever happened. It, and it's basically the dialogue that he said to uh, to Janet. I can send you home. It can be like no time has passed. She won't even remember that you were gone. And I felt like they were they were making it seem like he was applying that to Scott. And then when, when it didn't come like happen like that in the movie, I was just kind of, I guess I was a little disappointed. Because yeah, I understand the dude was threatening your child. And you were like, okay, okay, I'll do it. But I don't know. I feel like you have been up against a big bad before. So you should have, I, I don't know. Maybe I was just, I don't know. It it just, that threw me off. Mm. So I, I don't know. But um, I did like the fact that they made the quantum realm a little bit more complex mm -hmm. than we saw in the second film. That was the second film, right? But it was so weird because when when they did the shot of Kang looking down on his army and everything, it reminded me of Independence Day when all of the um the aliens were getting ready to mm -hmm. attack Earth. It also felt a little I'm trying to think a little bit Clone Wars or Star Wars with the, the stormtroopers. I was just like, oh, okay. So it's almost like they're in outer space, but they're in this quantum realm. And then you see all these other things. You've got the moving buildings. Now the, <clears throat> the part where they came across that little community, that was kind of funny, but I also felt like they were trying too hard to be funny mm -hmm. in, in those scenes. Like the guy with the, um with the mental telepathy, just i think they played that joke love him that, that i love him but i felt like they played that joke about ant-man thinking things and he was like stop thinking it stop okay that's enough blah blah i felt like that that joke played a few seconds too long and it was just i i don't know some of the, i feel like some of the humor it felt like a james gunn movie <laughs> That's what, okay, because now we yeah. we gonna talk about yeah. humor. We gonna talk about it, Thor too. So like you a, know, I feel like a James Gunn movie. But and see, like Thor I thought, was, I thought the the probability, mm -mm. the probability of Scotts. I thought that went too far. Like I got the idea, but then it became like this thing, and then it just it just seemed ridiculous. And then yeah, I think went, that that was a few it seconds. Became kind of ridiculous. Like, well, I hope they it was too much. Too they didn't do her as much as they did mm -hmm. him. But okay. it was just, it I, was too much. I was okay with that. I was okay with stop thinking that because that's Scott, because we hear him talking. No, I mean, we always hear his thoughts and he's like that. Mm -hmm. um, but the hole, the holes was enough. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yes. I'm full of holes. 
Rose. Right. But I, I actually liked that character because you always think when you go into a different environment, how are we all going to understand each other? But all we had to do is just drink some red juice. Drink and the then, like, yeah, we had to... his goo. Uh, goo. I did not need to know where that juice came from. And I was like, oh. You drank my goo. <laughs> and then, you know, translations happen. I love it. I love that part. That was, that I was do, kind of but, cool. Yeah. But I was no. done with him saying, you know, oh, now I have holes and when am I going to have holes? And Or how many and, holes? Uh, the holes character was the one with the flame cylinder turbine in his head. I thought he was kind of cool. Yeah, I liked him. He was dope. Mm-hmm. I liked that character. The leader <laughs> yeah. character, I can't remember what her name was, but I swear uh, I spent the was... whole movie thinking she was Keisha Castle Hughes. Because she she <laughs> looked like her, and I was like, "Is that her? Is that her?" Then I had to look it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's not her." Yeah, but she Gentura, was reminding yeah. me of she was reminding me of Ibarra Sand from Game of Thrones, just the way she moved, mm-hmm. she talked, she does. But I liked her character. Um, I would like to see more of that character because she was, you know, she was a warrior and she was a leader and she still had like compassion for her friends and she was still like okay yeah let's go kick Kane's ass and I I just I liked her character you know Mm -hmm. she's Um, done she's that that actress Katie O'Brien's done a lot of like spot stuff the reason you you think you saw her before was because she did two episodes of The Walking Dead she did a couple episodes of Agents of the Shield she was in Black Lightning she was in The Rookie like she's been she's had a lot of bit roles in a lot of places so okay so there's probably a good reason why you think you've seen her before Okay. And the Mandalorian. She was in four episodes of the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, she was. I remember her now. Okay. The to- the, then, the the moving buildings was funny. She was he was like yeah. That was awesome. Your buildings I are move moving, yours don't. <laughs> no, your buildings are you, wait, are your buildings dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, the moment the moment the moment in the battle where the one building was holding the other building while that building was dying, I was like yeah. Oh, that's terrible! Wait, I feel bad for buildings dying. What's going <laughs> on here? Like, <laughs> they are alive. But that I was like, okay, that's cool as shit, though. That was cool. But I, I think to um, oh, also speaking of people who were in this, um, I can never, I can never remember this dude's name. Dast, um, oh, what is his name? Dow, 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 Dalmatian, Dow. David Dalmatian. Yes, him. Dalmatian. Yes. Him. Dalmatian. That's Dalmatian. Yeah. See, because he wasn't the character that we knew from Scott's crew. No, he was. He, no, he, he was the red goo guy. Yeah, he was the red goo guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I would have liked uh, to have seen some of Scott's old crew. Um. Yeah, we'll have to. But this is hard, and I was telling Anthony I had two points. But the first point is this is going to be difficult because there were some people who really like Ant Man and they liked the heist, and they like that it was set more in a realistic realm for them. And now this is making you really think outside of the box mm-hmm. and expand your universe mm-hmm. which is going to be difficult for some friends 
I think those are the ones that are, are not really caring for the movie. And then I saw something, second point is I saw something saying how we have a plot hole because if Michelle Pfeiffer was so scared of the quantum zone, everything, then why during, um, not Endgame, what's the other one? Infinity War, mm -hmm. were they visiting, still having Scott go in there? But I, I have a theory for that. It was, no, but it was a different part. It was, the, it was, the, wait. I want to say my explanation because I want to hear your theory. So please, well, you have my a theory. theory is just like she told them when they were like, my gosh, there are cities and there's, you know, different cultures. And she said, yeah, there's a deeper la layer. So if she was worried, she knows that he, Kane is in a diff the deeper layer. So when she's helping them, she's going to put Scott, when they were traveling the quantum realm, into just the surface level, the crust. Hey, I think I think you have an idea there. Yeah, that's all I was. So I don't think it's a plot hole. I'm just thinking like she knows where to go and where not to go, and they were just going into the surface level to do the research. Then, but well, yeah, guess. because in, in, um, like she would have told Cassie, "You mean I want to see him the scene little bad deep?" Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say I think the thing that would that would make the plot hole in that instance is that. She didn't know how deep Cassie was going. She was just like, you're sending that signal to the quantum realm. And she immediately panicked. So my thing is, if the quantum realm is something for her to be that scared of, like to the point where she never even talked about her experiences down there, then why would you assist Scott getting down there? I mean, I... Well, if you if you remember in the in the second one, when they when they sent him into the quantum realm, you surely sent him into... Like like she said, the cru upper crust, crust, crust level, upper just crust. just to just to gather quantum material. Because she warned him, if you go to a quantum get caught in a quantum tunnel, you can be lost forever and we'll never get you back. So but there how are levels. That that's what key. Cassie wasn't doing. That's why no, maybe Cassie, that's what Cassie, tell, Cassie was saying. She would then tell her what she was doing, and then Cassie said she's trying to um do a GPS on the whole quantum realm, and she's like, oh no, we're not mm, doing that. Okay. She's okay. trying to spotlight the whole entire thing. She's trying piece. to map the whole thing. Yeah, she's trying to map it. Right. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's when you get scared. Good. Like, oh, no, no, don't dig too deep. Mm -hmm. Don't dig too deep. Mm -hmm. Just because you can doesn't Does mean not mean you should. Just because doesn't mean you should. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, right. I'm trying to think. What else was there? Again, the the whole Modoc thing just bothered me. Took way it was too much time. dumb. It was dumb, especially towards the end, like the whole little stupid thing. And I died in Avenger. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. I was like, what? Like, why? They were like, they were like, just let him it? take it. He, he, yeah, just let him, just let him go with. Let him go. Him. Just let him. He's, go he's going. He's going to die. Just let him he's go. He's going to die. Let's let him. Yeah. Let's well, go. We could have did. Like Avenger, that. sure. You're the president of the Avengers. Congratulations. We'll see you later. We could have did with all of that. Doesn't well, matter. It doesn't I, matter. He's gone. Another thing that just got on my my nerves. I'm so sorry, everyone. Was, I wish I was there for you, Cassie. I wish I was there for you, Cassie. Peanut. We don't have time for this shit. Okay. Yeah. Talk to her later about being there for her. I mean, if y'all say that one more time, Cassie, Daddy, Peanut, I wish <laughs> I was there. That I don't know that, that, that moment that Kane called her Peanut, where they, she was like, "The fuck?" 
<laughs> like that, that was that was that was actually I was like okay that's pretty good that's pretty good piece of writing right there that's yeah I, I like yeah. that part because it's kind of like one of those things where you know they're still trying to figure out just how much Janet knew and then you know like especially once she starts telling the story about how she met Kang and how she helped him and this that and the other mm-hmm. it's like again you feel her fear even though mm-hmm. up to this point you haven't really seen anything. Like, if I went into this movie not knowing anything about Kane, I would have been looking at this like, why do they think he's so dangerous? Because he's been he's been nice. He's been polite. He's been, you know, um, basically very human. He he was kind of scared and upset when she first saw him and when she was sitting there talking to him about her daughter, he was very empathetic and he was very friendly. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know, if you don't know anything about him, you're like, okay, so what's so bad about him? And then once you realize and you start seeing the later stuff, like when you see how everybody reacts about him, about the conqueror, oh, he did this, he did that. And it's kind of like one of those things where I feel like it's almost like a hand creeping up your spine. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to reveal this to you very, very slowly. But even at the end of the movie, I kind of felt like, yeah, he was this big, bad thing. But I wouldn't put him on the level of like a Thanos. But again, like you said, Michelle, we we were able to build up to Thanos. (laughs) But it's kind of like we knew from the jump. Thanos was a bad, you know, that was a bad thing. When when you, when your first glimpse of him is him saying, oh, I need to go do this myself because everybody that you sent to do your dirty work has failed. We already knew Thanos was a bad guy from jump. This whole thing with Kane, the way they were in this movie, it's almost like you see a villain origin story where he's good and then he turns and then you realize oh no he's always been this way and then you get it in the middle and it's just kind of like but see i'm not entirely well one of the best parts of the movie to me was when scott was i don't like internal dialogue but when he had his internal dialogue at the end like wait he told us that if we got rid of him something worse was coming did we mess up did we yeah, make a mistake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did he so, really die? So if you listen to if you listen to Kane and when he asked her, when he asked Janet, what did you see? Mm-hmm. And like you destroyed entire timelines. Like you killed trillions of people, just wiped them out of mm-hmm. existence. And he's like, Well, I have a reason for it. Like, not to bring back Loki again. But he who remains kind of did the same thing. Like he eliminated all the other timelines, so there would be one. Mm-hmm. This king is kind of like the same way. He's like, I'm eliminating all of the possibilities because you know, whatever happens at the end is the worst that. Yeah, be. he said you don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. So I'm not. In, once again, I'm not entirely convinced he's completely bad. Like right. maybe his method was a little bit off. But then he who remains. His method wasn't any better. Like he found this creature, he weaponized and wiped everybody out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting that Marvel keeps coming up with these characters. It's just that he's not as gray. He's still more, you know, black and white than the other ones. But you can kind of see where he's coming from. He's like, I'm doing this because technically he's trying to save people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, all those other timelines shouldn't exist. And whatever he's doing, all of him is doing is wrong. And there's, you know, we want to end the multiversal war. It's the same thing. Yeah, but at the end of this, he wasn't saying that. He was saying he going to take out revenge on the people who had locked him up. Well, it kind of, it works hand in hand. I know, like, but still. He's still eliminating all the timelines he gets to do. His focus is revenge right now, so. But, but it's going gonna, gonna to accomplish the same goal. Okay. Let's talk about and, all the, let's talk about those folks who locked him up because first, first post credit scene, that's a lot of damn kings. The Council of Kings. That's one of the most iconic comic book comic book scenes ever. Like when people talk about it, they were like, when people were talking about this movie, they were like, "There's no chance they're going to be able to pull that off, pull it off, and make it look right." They pulled that shit off. That shit looked incredible. And, and there's like, obviously a hierarchy of kings too, mm-hmm. right? But it's so funny because when you see the ones in the in the uh, crowd, when when the the main three, I guess that's the the big council or the the the, the ones in charge. Small council, whatever. They're the one when they walked out. The reaction of the other case, like Jonathan Majors, is he, fantastic. He's awesome. He ran the gamut of emotions in this uh, yeah. film because you had one <laughs> of them acting like a fanboy. He was like, yeah. <laughs> How many of those did he have to do? Yeah. Them to get? Yeah. <laughs> and did he have a little notebook where he kept track of? Okay, I did this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me do this one now. <laughs> yeah, perfect. But then you got the great. second post-credit yeah. scene where you have a version of Kang. And I, I didn't see what year it is. I know it's, I think it's sometime in the future. No, it was early 1900s. Yeah. It was like 30, was it? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. But he's up on in stage. The, in, the comic books, in the comic books, it, w- it would have been 1901. I don't know okay. if this is, this is between 19, 1900 and 1920. Okay. But in, in the audience of that one, you know, that's where we see Loki looking like, oh, shit, like, this is a bad dude. This is bad. This is bad. And then you see Mobius next to him, like, like who is he? Why is he bad? And I was like, wait, hold up. What are y'all doing? Because the end of Loki, Mobius didn't even know who Loki was because of everything that happened. I was like, okay. So y'all just gave us the tease for season two, but I need more like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. So but, is season two going to be them hunting down the variants of Kang? Yeah, so he had like, to explain to Morbius what's going on. They hunt him down. But just the fear that Loki was showing <laughs> was like, okay, this is serious. Mm-hmm. And you're right, in the crowd, like watching, like a lot of us got it and then a then some people was like, I don't know what's going on. Did y'all still have people get up before the first mm-hmm. game credit scene? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why? I don't know why. I heard some people on the way out because I had to run to the bathroom like after the first in credit scene because I knew uh-huh. the credits would be long. Some people walking out, a couple people were like, yeah, I'll just watch it when I get home on TV. I'll look it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I heard there, there were some people talking about it. They were like, yeah, I don't have to stay for this. I'll just watch it later. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that could be something else that, that factors. I never thought of that. But that could be something that factors into to some people just not wanting to stay for the whole yeah. end credits when they can just look it up on YouTube. Well, I thought that too, because if you wasn't going to make it back, I was like, well, we'll just watch it on YouTube later. Mm, okay yeah but you made it back so i don't know i just i guess i like the experience of just sitting there and watching it I and do knowing too, so. it's, it's almost like 
you know, you got a present in the form of the movie and then, oh, I have another small gift for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have another mm -hmm. small gift for you. That, that's kind of how I feel about the end credit scenes at movies. And it's not just Marvel because I'm noticing <laughs> other films are starting to do that as well. So, right. I don't know um, if I like it, but... I, the three the three kings that were in the first post credit scene, the it was Immortus was the older one. The one that looked like a pharaoh was Ramatut. And the other one people are saying is the Scarlet Centurion. Or or also it could have been Iron Lad. Was or, or Iron Lad, yeah. yeah. Iron Lad. The thing of Richardson. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Immortus is the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah, Immortus is the one that actually fought the real Kang. Like he's yeah. he's he's the main he's Kang's main um adversary, as it were. The, to be honest, like most of those storylines dealing with Kang in the comic books, I just I would look at the covers. Oh, it's got Kang in it. That's all right. I don't read that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm serious. I Kang was always this a weird villain for the Fantastic yeah. Four. He literally made me stop reading Fantastic Four mm. because. You know, trying to keep up with Nathaniel Richards and Immortus, and, and I just say I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I just put it down. Okay. It's a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot to keep up with. It's it's a lot. Hmm. And all and again, a lot of it has to do with time travel. So, oh, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah. For me, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. like, yeah, that's King and Immortus are the same person, but it doesn't make any sense. And then you're like, oh, wait, there's other versions of him? Ah, that's all right. I don't need to read this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah, and yeah, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Victor Timely. That's going to be, that's going to be fun in Loki. Like, I wonder, I'm wondering how many variants, how many variants they're going to actually have in there. An like infinite number. <laughs> I mean... I did like the way that they were telling Kang's story with the with the multiverse and the timelines. And, you know, we, we said this when we were watching Loki, the way that they kind of explained it and the, the graphics and the, the visuals that they gave us for the timeline and the way that they kind of enhanced it for this movie. I liked that part because it was it was almost like when he was talking about it. And you could kind of see again. You could kind of see the timelines as they're diverging, and and different. I I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. But again, mm -hmm. it's kind of like I'm still, I'm still figuring out this whole multiverse thing and how it works, and how it relates to time time travel. And like, I mean, I won't say I don't like time travel stuff because I do, but I don't understand I it. But it. I think I enjoy it because I don't understand it because I'm just like, okay, this. This, this just happens you know it i mean it's similar to like when we watch outlander it's kind of like okay so what part came first like we know she time traveled mm -hmm. back and then all this other stuff happened but then you see the uh, it's just i don't know it's just one of those things where it's like which comes first the chicken or the egg what part of time travel comes first and like what is the origin point and how do you, i i don't know and and another thing about that post credit scene, it seems like apparently the Kings had come to some sort of ceasefire because, you know, they it didn't seem like they were warring with each other because they called them all together to talk about this issue. Mm -hmm. And the issue was the exile being killed mm -hmm. because up until that point, they probably thought they were sort of invincible. And even though they exiled them, 
oh wait maybe maybe these people might be a bit more of a threat than we thought they were mm-hmm. because they killed one of us that that you was know? kind so of the gist we, i got as well yeah, yeah so we, we, we have we have to take care of this yeah but which reminds me of the the part where scott first saw him and he was like avenger which avenger are you i kill so many <laughs> like the one with the hammer are you doing with the hammer <laughs> right he was like you know, they all start to blur together all start to blur together yeah it was like and and a lot of the things that he who remains said at the end of the episode he all now it's like it makes sense now everything he said he's like yeah you, you don't want a whole bunch of me and if the number of me running around wrecking shit, you really don't. And it looks like we're about to get an infinite number yeah. of him running around and wrecking shit. Yeah, because but... with the exile, I don't know if the exiles, now I'm confused between the two, but one of them said what's going to happen is they're going to start warring again. And there's going to be another multiversal war. Mm. And, you know, I've seen the end and we, we don't want we don't like what's at the end. And I really need you to tell me what's at the end because let me make my decision on my own about what's at the end because the end may not be so bad. (laughs) I mean, just tell me. I'm tired of hearing, but at the end, it's worse. At the end, what what's the end? I mean, the end is the end is the new new Budapest. Just tell me the end. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at least we knew what what Thanos was saying. You know what I'm saying and. We can also have a panel about him being a, vil- a villain too, or a hero trying to save the planet. But he was that's a, neither. He was an eco terrorist. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, a sociopath. He, he was a sociopath. He didn't, no, he didn't but like he was him. really he was, trying no, he to. He, 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 he did. He cared for. He cared for, he cared for the world. He wanted mm-hmm. it to survive and to live better than how he did. Yeah. It's just that's not how you go about. He wanted to make sure everyone had the resources to thrive yeah. and survive. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the what if episode where he. <laughs> He was trying to explain himself. Yeah. Um, but he did explain what his mission was. This is what I am doing. Yeah. Kang, I don't, I mean, I'm just knowing that we don't want to get to the end, but the end may not be so bad. So can you I just feel up? like it, I just feel like it is one of those things where if he tells us the end, then that will change what the end is. So maybe that's why he's not saying anything. It's gonna say the of, end, right? It's kind of like one of those things where you breathe life into something. Like he he knows what's quote unquote at the end, yeah. and if he actually says it, maybe him saying that out loud would change something in the multiverse to where exactly it's like no it's like in game. It's like there was it's like in game. There was only one outcome that would benefit them, but he couldn't tell he couldn't tell Tony because it would have changed no. it. Yeah. Right. He had to wait. Maybe the thing that brought all the kings together was exiling the exile. Like maybe because maybe he was such a threat to everyone that they had to band together to get rid of him. Yeah. And they kind of like brought the him problem off. is you. We're gonna get rid of you <laughs> yeah. and then maybe yeah. we'll all live peacefully. I mean, right. kind of like if you think about it mm-hmm. similar to um multiverse multiverse of madness, when um um Oh Lord, my mind just went blank. When they were getting ready to get rid of Doctor Strange, they were like, "Yeah, you know what? In every multiverse, the issue is you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're the reason why all the bad stuff happens. So if we just kill you, then everything will be fixed. Or I mean, think about that with other time travel things. Jet Li's the one. 
what was he doing? He was trying to go and kill all the alternate versions of himself so there would only be one person. He would have all the power and blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's something similar with this. I, I don't know. But I will just say um, the Council of Kings or that Congregation of Kings, whatever you want to call it, that that looks like something you don't want to have unleashed. The Kang no. Collective. <laughs> That's gonna be dope, though. I mean, I can't, I can't wait to see because you know there's gonna be a scene like kind of like in Age of Ultron when all when they were fighting in that fighting in that circular kind of alcove where all the um, Ultrons were coming at them and they were like all fighting them. You know, there's gonna be a scene like that with. Whichever group they put together of New Avengers, Young Avengers, Old Avengers, Avenged Avengers, whatever, whatever group they put, super group they put together, there's mm -hmm. gonna be like a be a group fight of like all the Kings coming at them and them like going like fighting and you know that that one cumulative battle scene is gonna be fucking dope. Shit. As as long as it doesn't look as bad as the Matrix Reloaded Big Brawl, as long as it doesn't look that bad. I'll be okay. Well, technology, we shouldn't have that. So right. if we're going to fit everything together, here's my question, because y'all have more information about this. So how would this fit with Secret Wars? Like, what is Secret Wars a separate from this? Because before, when we had um, our phases up to in-game, things worked together. Instead, so how does this Secret War going to work in, together? In, in, Without, instead of fighting each other, they have the worlds fight. Like you, you put they put their champions against each other, and so right, the different timelines are different timelines fight each other as opposed to the kings fighting each other. And secret war, just like it's like it's like in Far From Home, if all the Peters were fighting each other. Yeah, and and if your world loses, your timeline is eliminated. I know, but how's this going to work? I mean, we're about to get Secret War episodes. How would this all work together? Or is this going to be are something you, totally oh, wait, separate? Are you talking about Secret Invasion? I'm sorry, Secret Invasion. Oh, I'm Secret so Invasion. Sorry. I should do different. There's something it's different. different. So totally different. separate. So we're not even trying to connect. Well, I don't know how they are going to connect them, but Secret Invasion is not the same as Secret Wars. It's two different. No, tracks. I meant Secret Invasion. But how they going to connect this to Kang? That's what I'm saying. If he's the big villain, how's this? This is this is different. This boy, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion has more to do with the Marvels than it does this movie. Okay. You mean the Marvels that they just pushed to? November. They pushed it back two weeks. I'd rather have a perfect movie and wait two weeks. Uh-uh. They pushed it to it, November. Yeah, I think. they pushed it to almost like six months. Yeah, they pushed it. I thought I thought, I thought it was like from November 8th to November 28th. Uh-uh. It was no. originally supposed to come out in June. Mm-hmm. Still, I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather have a good movie than have them talk about it the way they talk about the other Captain Marvel. But yeah, um the because Secret Invasion and Mar and the Marvels probably have more to do with each other than the other one does. Okay. Yeah. So it'll, it'll tying kind of... them to tying them together is is really going to be like maybe an incidental. It's an incidental story to the Secret Wars. Like it's like tying tie, tie the scrolls to the Marvels, then the Marvels to fighting in Secret Wars. It's like yeah. that's the only way that they can really connect. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, even even with the first few, the first, you know, the Avengers saga, they kind of did something similar where you have this movie tied to this movie and then these movies way over here tied to this movie and then like towards later, those two entities kind of, you start seeing a piece 
piece them together. So I feel like that's probably what they're going to do here too. It's kind of like, okay, all it's, of the, the phase, um, you know, the phase four stuff is one way of tying things together. Now we're starting phase five and we have this and we yeah. have this and now we've got like- It'll, it'll be similar to like together. what happened with Thanos is like when Odin died in a different movie and we lost Hela also, like all the obstacles that would have stood in his way were gone. Mm -hmm. Like all the people that could have challenged him were gone. Mm. And that made it easy for him to come. So Secret Invasion could be one of those scenes where it sort of destabilizes some things to make it easier for the Kings to do what they, what they want mm -hmm. to do. Or I just have to understand that it was perfect the first go round and it may not be so perfect the second go round. <laughs> There were some happy coincidences, and and they did a lot. Of, they did some retconning, right? Too. They did, and but one thing that they used that intertwined was using parts of the stones. That's what helped. It wasn't necessarily Thanos. It was just, it was just place a stone there in the corner of the room, or place this glove over there in the corner of the room. You know what I'm saying? Or just say one word about somebody else who's stronger, and then you move on. Mm -hmm. But that was that was magical. That magic's not going to happen again. Yeah. But I think the other thing, too, is, um, and I'm not complaining about the level of, the, the amount of content that's coming out, but, you know, they announced, I believe it was last week, that Kevin Feige did say that they're going to scale down on the number of Disney Plus shows that they're doing. And I think, as much as I love the new content and all this stuff, I think that's a smart decision because yes. like you say, Anthony, like we are the ones that are like the fans that are like, oh, give us every single thing and we'll watch it. We'll we'll sit here and we'll we'll figure out how it connects and how this connects and how it goes back to this and stuff. We'll sit there and do that. But for the average fan, which right now probably does outnumber the 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 diehard fans, if you will. They don't want to have to go through five different shows and three different movies just to get the bigger picture. So I think I wonder if after She-Hulk, they they took a long look at themselves and was like, you know what? Maybe we are doing too much. Like they look at their slate and they're like, yeah, we had a lot of stuff that we were trying to push out in mm -hmm. a short amount of time. Yeah, maybe we need to scale back. But I also heard a rumor that Kevin Feige might be moving up in the world too at disney so oh. that may that may have something to do with it too okay yeah that'll be interesting because i don't know like i'm sure someone could follow in his footsteps and probably I, i'm sure if they put somebody in place behind them behind him it's going to be somebody that can keep the momentum going, but it's going to be so weird to think about that considering like all of this started because of his idea, vision. his vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if he were to step up and not be that face of Marvel that we're used to seeing, how, like, how would that look? Well, the cool thing is he's already charted out the path for, for the next 10 years. I think he's got the path charted out. So we're good. It's just after what's going to happen beyond those ten years. Yeah. Right. And they just need to keep people. Oh, help DC. Hopefully. And no, just... no, no, no. If he if he gets a promotion to uh, executive vice president of entertainment at Disney, 
He's not gonna go to No, I'm just saying they need help from He's anybody. His son or something. It doesn't matter. Mm. But yeah, I I don't know. Um it will be interesting to see with the the properties that follow next in this phase, how this Ant Man um movie will tie in and whether or not the decisions they made for this movie make sense. Like we know Kang is gonna be the the common thread through all of this but as far as like the ant-man characters and that sort of thing i just want to see how they're going to tie in because right now i think ant-man is really i think he's the only avenger that we're getting like new content from aside from like sam but that's that's later on and Mm -hmm. yeah so I, i don't know Oh, when I step back and look at what they've done so far, they have, I'm talking about Marvel and Kevin Feige, they've given us three movies to try to drill into our heads this whole multiverse thing. Mm -hmm. Like, they are all in on this multiverse thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, They've given us the alternate realities, the alternate you know, with even with Miss Marvel, they've given us that there's another plane of existence. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing with Thor with Lo- Love and Thunder, we get the gods influencing all these different societies. So they're they're giving us stuff and I think they're setting us up for 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 some really good things. Um but I, I do find it interesting that three biggest movies are all movies about the multiverse. Like they really are trying to make sure that the general people that we are talking about understand that they kind of understand what's happening like mm-hmm. if you see spider-man no way home if you see dr strange and you know the multiverse of madness you watch quantum mania okay we get it this phase is going to be about multiverses mm-hmm. and, and different madness. versions of characters and mania yeah mania madness yeah 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 Mm-hmm. I think I said this before when we when we first started talking about Marvel getting ready to delve into multiverse into a multiverse saga that they have to be really careful about how they do this or it's going to be a huge mess and it can it's either going to be great or it's going to fail miserably and it's like I'd be lying if I said I wasn't slightly concerned at this point. I'm just because, I mean, you can't, I I understand that you, you can't really have like as, as far flung opinions about something that introduces a crucial phase like mm-hmm. as this movie, like this was, this was already kind of an odd choice of movie to start with because Ant-Man wasn't one of your while it was good it wasn't like a signature one of your signature heroes like their movies have always been received with like yeah it was good you don't want I mean you I I would have rather them put something out there that people already know is going to be like holy fuck that's incredible mm-hmm. just to kind of get you hyped up for to start it off and get you hyped for the rest of it Okay. And it's like I kind I kind of feel like that was a misstep, but mm-hmm. it I mean there were there are certain parts of it that actually gave you a glimpse of it that actually kind of that would get make you make you positive about what's going to happen, but 
I'd be lying if I said I wasn't slightly concerned about how this is going to pull off. I mean, I guess we'll have to wait to see um, Secret Invasion to see to see how that's going to turn out. I mean, because Guardians really, unless they like, and wait to see what they introduce in Guardians three. But I don't think I don't think Guardians three is really going to have anything that's going to be pertinent to this phase. It's just kind of an endpoint for James Gunn. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think so. Just just based on what I've seen from the trailer so yeah. far, it doesn't look like it's really gonna have anything to do with the multiverse. Unless, unless Adam Warlock is gonna have something and something big to do with Phase Five, I just don't see 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 that having that big of an that big of an impact on like what's going to happen as far as all that. So. I mean, well, well, we also have to put stuff in place for Secret Wars as right. well. So this may not be necessary. It may not be necessarily a Kang movie. It may be a movie that is starting to establish some things for Secret Wars. Yeah, because the, the last self, because the other Guardians of the Galaxy movies didn't really pertain, did it? Not the second one with the dad. Well, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. No. Uh. Uh-uh. True. No, I really didn't. Only right. one of them. One of them. I can't remember which one. First one or second one. Did they talk about the stone first or the collector who had the stone? And that was it. And that was yeah. the first one. Well, the first movie they were trying to get a stone. Yeah, okay. There we go. But then the second movie that was just about dad and yeah. and who and Queen last, was. It's like the last last two movies of this phase are Thunderbolts and Blade, and Blade was supposed to be earlier. Like it's supposed to be in this year, and it's already been pushed back to September of next year. So it's like, like they're already kind of going out of order. But I don't know how Blade is going to, Blade being the last, the last movie of this phase is going to actually set up what's coming in Phase Six. So, I, I still say that we're looking at, we're going to be looking at things to set up Secret Wars as well. Like they've got two things they got to do. They got to do. You know, it's Kang Dynasty and they got to do Secret Wars. So they kind of have to still put pieces in place and still tell stories, but still put pieces in place. Like Adam Warlock is going to be a piece. Blade, the Black Knight, all these things, they're going to be pieces in this, in the coming story. Yeah, I, I mean, it just kind of, I mean, because we're going to have to wait until 2025 or 2026 to see how this re- all this really shakes out. So it's like, I mean, yeah, because I'm looking you just have at to wait the, to see how they handle it. I'm looking at the slate now. So we're not getting secret wars maybe until so March. I mean, excuse me, May 2026. Yeah. And in between that, film wise, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy 3, The Marvels. That's for this year. Next year, we've got Captain America New World Order, The Thunderbolts. Blade, Deadpool 3. Then in 2025, Fantastic Four, Kane Dynasty, and then they an uh, untitled movie, which I don't know what that's mm-hmm. supposed to be. And then, you know, you have all the Disney Plus series, the What If Season 2, Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, Ironheart, Echo, Agatha Coven of Chaos, and then Daredevil Born Again. So it's, I don't know. that that's That's a lot of stuff to try to fit into this one storyline. So yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm kind of because I don't know the comics and I don't know what direction the comics take. Is all of that going to like 
is Deadpool 3 really going to have anything to do with the multiverse? Like, that's, you know. It could and it couldn't. It depends. On, it, it depends. It really yeah. depends. It may or may not. But again, remember, we still have to get Secret War set up as well. We need Fantastic Four in there too, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four is not until 2025. That's what I'm saying. Secret Wars, wow. like, I understand we're we're setting up Secret Wars, but Secret Wars is still three years away. So Yeah, and how far away was Endgame from you know the true. first Iron Man movie? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was and <laughs> Come yeah. On but now. also there were and, that, like, and that's where that's where we first saw Thanos in the first Avengers movie, and it took it took all that time to get there. Yeah. But I guess the thing yeah. I'm looking at is in that first phase we didn't have the we didn't have the additional tv shows to also factor in to the story so it just seems like sure. with so much content that we have to get through for the next three years it's kind of like okay is all of this really gonna go into this one no quote-unquote end game or are they gonna split like once uh king dynasty airs which is what that's may of 2025 Secret Wars will be a year later, so will the Kang stuff still be relevant for Secret Wars? See, again, I don't. Yeah, really Secret know. Wars will be because will be because of Kang. That okay. Secret Wars is going to be something they're going to do. And you're right; not all of this stuff will be related to Kang or Secret Wars. Okay. Um, like I don't see how Echo would have anything to do with it. You know what I mean, so you're right. Not everything is going to, but there are going to be a lot of things that will be. Okay. I mean, when we get down to street level stuff like Daredevil and Echo and all that, some of that stuff is not going to be that important. Right. Right. Like she, but like Fantastic she Four would be because, of course, you know, traditionally yeah. Fantastic yeah. Four is a Kang adversary. Right. So it makes sense for them to do that. And right. a lot of the characters like Spider-Man are very important to Secret Wars. Okay. So we have to at some point get some of these characters introduced and established. They may not necessarily, their movie may not necessarily relate to the Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars, but the mere fact that the character was introduced, when they do show up, we won't be like, who the fuck is that? Okay, yeah. You know? Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like their stories may not be related to it, but the character will be. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I guess. I I mean I can't. I don't think. I don't think I really have anything else to say about Ant Man. Like I said, it wasn't one of the. It wasn't a. Oh my God, I love this movie, but it wasn't a. Oh, I hate this movie. Why did they make it? I liked it. I enjoyed it. There were parts of it that did irritate me, but for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. You know, and I like I like Ant Man. I like Scott's character. I like I like I the too. fact that he's this you know kind of carefree, happy go lucky type guy. And I feel like you know, with all the seriousness that is in the Marvel stories, we need characters like him to just kind of break up the drama. So yeah, right. And then you also know from him when it's really serious. So now you also know it's starting to be serious because he's having those doubts come into his mind where he's yeah. happy-go-lucky like, did we kill him? What was he talking about? And even at the dinner table when they were having the birthday, he's still like, I don't feel so great. 
Yeah. Something's, something's about to happen. Yeah. So then we know, okay, something serious is about to happen because he's not happy-go-lucky about everything. And we still have to, I know this is off the subject, but you made me think of the ending of Shang-Chi when they had the signal coming to the rings that we don't know what yeah. that has to do with anything. You're right. Yes. You're right. You're right. So we, we oh. have a lot of things that are set up for what's coming. Yeah. Also, oh, the other um, thing I liked about this to... one, we got to see Wong. <laughs> I was happy Jimmy about Wu. that just briefly. Oh. Jimmy Woo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We I got like, to see Wong. Wu. Oh, I was like, Me too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my shout out. You stole my. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I was. No, that's cool. uh, I, I'm, I was I'm glad they fit that in because remember at the end of um, I mean that when in um Ant Man and the Wasp, he was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll see you later." It's like, "Are you inviting me to lunch?" He's like, "No, I'm not inviting you to lunch." And then we Do see him at lunch. lunch? <laughs> and that there was at lunch. cute. That was, was cute. So yeah. Also, if you if you notice at the end of the movie, it's like I kind I kind of noticed it, but I didn't really pick. It didn't really like hit me. But then it's like, um, shout to Eric Voss. I was watching New Rock Stars, and he pointed out that at the end, where he where he was walking down the street again doing his thing, there was a lot of purple, lot of purple and green, like everywhere. Like it, it, you'll notice that there, there's like shots of like people wearing purple, and then like the cake was green, and those are Kang's colors. Yeah, Somebody you know, I will say this. Like, I was worried when he was walking down the street. He was like, "Well, Kang did say that we'd see him again." Like. Did I do something? And when he started having those doubts, I was almost expecting Kane to show up. And that's why I was I, I thought, looking like. I thought it was gonna manifest where he was gonna start seeing. I don't know, I don't know if y'all saw the saw the the, the last suicide squad, but it's like polka dot man, like his his power, like he would see his mother's face on everybody. And that's how he that's why he was killing people. Mm. But I was afraid that she was gonna start seeing like Kang's face on people. Like all of a sudden, it's just like it's almost like the the wedding episode of a different world where Whitley started seeing Dwayne's face on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of, of, of Kangy, please. I was thinking of Neo in the Matrix when he would see Agent Smith just everywhere. Mm. So yeah, I but I really was like, okay, is Kang gonna show up and be like, hi, Scott? I was that that was what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that what the fuck moment, but it didn't come, so it's okay. I just have yeah. a feeling that, like I said, I feel like they gave us they only gave us a taste of what Kang is going to be. And I'm like, if that's just the taste, what we got of him at the end, this is about to it's about to be rough. Yeah. But like I said, I'm I'm really ants to take them out. It's like I really wanted to, I wanted to love this movie so bad, Mm -hmm. but it's like I, I just kind of liked it. It's like I still had fun. I want. It's like I still had fun. I would watch it again. It's just not like it's not in the same vein as like, like when I watched Spider Man Far From Home. Like, like I love. I don't know movie. too love... many movies that that are are going to be like right. that. Like that yeah. was that was on a whole different level. Yeah, for and a it's lot like, of I mean, reasons. And it's I just it's, I'd probably watch it one more time, then I'd probably be done with it. 
but it's just like because I mean there's certain things that I want I want to I want to see the end credit scenes again like be able to like actually stop and look and watch them again like on Disney Plus I I'd want to do that but it's like certain parts I I think I'd probably want to watch it again just to just to confirm just say man maybe I missed something if I missed something or I can watch performances watch some watch their performances again but mm -hmm. it's like this movie is like. It's like a three out of five for me. I'm like, it's like okay, it's a it's a mid tier, it's a mid tier Marvel movie. It's like mm -hmm. it's not gonna get over, like my not really in top twenty for me. Yeah, maybe. I still feel like it was better than Eternals. <laughs> See, I can't say that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I Thor Dark World. I say I still haven't seen Thor: Dark World. You know what? Oh, and on yeah. that note, that's going to be it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel. You can chat with us on our Discord channel, and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>